0: Welcome to Obsessed with Design, a show about what makes designers tick. My name's Josh Miles. I'm a designer, principal, and brand strategist at Miles Herndon, a branding agency in beautiful downtown Indianapolis. Today on Obsessed with Design, I chat with Jude Stewart. Jude is a journalist who's written for Fast Company, Slate, The Atlantic, and today she's working on two pieces for AIGA. As it turns out in this episode, Jude is technically interviewing me about the show and how we got started. So this is just a small sample of the interview, but be sure to read the continuation of our conversation over on the AIGA blog. That's iondesign.aiga.org, E-Y-E-O-N, design.aiga.org. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Jude Stewart. Jude Stewart, thank you so much for being on Obsessed with Design. Thanks for having me, Josh. Hey, I gotta tell you, as we were exchanging emails, I've just been resisting the urge at every opportunity to not say, Hey, Jude.
1: Oh, Josh. It's it's so common that people feel that way. The specific worry about that, about that. Where meanwhile, they don't realize that I just sing the song, the Beatles song, Hey Me. So it's completely fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so so now I'm going to be emailing you, and as so I send you an email, it's going to say, "Hey, me."
1: Yeah, you could just or you could just start like Eleanor, out. and you could just mix it up with all the female <laughs> Beatles names. <That's>
0: right. <laughs> there you go. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you reaching out, and obviously, we're going to do things a little bit differently this time. But um, just to catch everybody else up. Um, Jude reached out to me uh, here a few days ago and had an idea about writing a uh, a post for AIGA about all the design podcasts that are that are popping up here, which is very exciting. And uh, and I said, uh, hey, how about we do this thing where you interview me for the show? So we'll we'll release the, the blog post first, but but we'll release this podcast right on the heels of it. So thanks for being open to that idea.
1: Hey, I love it when people turn the tables with a creative idea. It's excellent. So I'm glad we could do it.
0: Very or- cool. Well, have at it.
1: All right, I'm grabbing the driver's the driver's wheel. Well, it'll be a conversation. We'll just go back and forth. But uh, but yeah, to recap what you were talking about, um, I found myself recently on a writer's residency, uh, with no Wi-Fi, so I had to load up my phone with podcasts, and I realized, to my slight horror, that I didn't know a lot of uh, design podcasts, and uh. And then, you know, when I started uh, sniffing around after the residency, I realized a lot of other people who are very in the know about design don't know podcasts either in this area. So I thought there was a, you know, an opportunity to do a curated list, but also, I mean, inevitably, like my curiosity kind of went further and I thought, okay, there's a fundamental and interesting weirdness about seeing something in an audio format about a visual medium and, and all these other questions occurred to me. So here you are, my design guinea pig (laughs) with a headset on. And I wanted to, you know, maybe do a little deep dive conversation into into what you're doing with obsessive with design, you know, why you're doing it and all the stuff that comes out of that. So maybe you could start by telling me what the focus of your show is and possibly situate me in, you know, in the design podcast landscape, if you will.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, the, the intent of the show, it kind of came out of I'm a fan of audio in the first place. I love listening to podcasts when I drive around places. It's kind of what I listen to anymore, you know, XM and FM and CDs and all that good stuff. But, but I find myself listening to podcasts everywhere I go and I got to the point, I thought, man, I would, I would love to get in that game. I love to present and speak at conferences and stuff. And I thought that would be really fun, uh, like outlet. I don't have to go anywhere. I could do these, you know, Skype conversations and then share them with people online and uh, so I made a list of kind of the three or four ideas that I wanted to pursue. And this obsessed with design concept was the one that I thought, man, I could I could have that conversation week in and week out and never get bored with it. It's just something that I think I would enjoy doing for the long haul. And it wouldn't feel like work. It would feel like a fun thing. So the concept is that we interview on this show designers of all different stripes. As it turns out, my background in branding and graphic design most of the designers I know are similar to me, so we don't have as diverse of, uh, you know, industries as I was like. But, you know, long term, we're shooting for uh, more architects and interior designers and branding folks and illustrators and mm-hmm. even process and product designers, too. And really, I'm after um, I, number one, I think it's cool to hear. What makes other designers tick? So, especially for students and younger designers, um, I know I was in this boat to to go to a conference and and hear a you know a quote unquote famous designer tell you about how they do things was was really exciting to me, and I really always felt like I would tapped into some secret sauce to hear inside the head of a of a well known designer at a conference, and uh, I think it's just cool to offer up that week in and week out. And the second thing that it occurred to me going to these conferences as a young designer was that these were just people, you know, there wasn't anything, they're not Mm -hmm. superheroes. They're not like uh, rock stars really. And even though sometimes we're tempted to treat them as such, you know, they're really just people that have really similar challenges and problems and they, they succeed in spite of all of of that. So I think that's, that's, what's really uh, compelling about their stories.
1: Yeah. I hear you. That's I, I totally. I, I went out last night with my babysitter, and we were just talking about, you know, what does it mean to be a writer? And, uh, you know, you feel like your your career is a series of accidents, but but actually, it was not. It was somewhat it was somewhat controlled, and it, it is good <laughs> to sort of remind people that, uh, you know, this combination of strategy and serendipity is kind of how the magic happens. So <laughs> very nice. So cool. Okay, so you are so you're mostly getting in branding uh, and and identity folks, but you, it sounds like you're open to doing a real cross disciplinary thing, which I think is awesome because increasingly it's people are harder and harder in this field to get pigeonholed. I mean, everyone sort of does more of than what they previously used to do. So I think that's great and expansive. Um, so so talk to me about like what your goals were for for launching a podcast. I mean, it sounds like you were an avid listener, so first and foremost, it was just producing what you consume, which I'm all about. I think that's great. But, but above and beyond that, did you have any notion of, you know, uh, other goals? Because it does take time and, you know, it's everybody is limited on time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we have a within the odd niche of architecture, engineering, and construction, um, we do branding work for those clients on a pretty national scale. Outside of that, I think we are, you know, um, really, best known in our own market of Indianapolis, so we thought this would be a really good opportunity. One, you know, just the geek out factor of getting to talk to uh, friends and design heroes and just other really cool people. I think that's awesome. But I think the the ancillary benefit is getting to associate our uh, my name and our company's name uh, with these. Incredible designers who are, you know, nationally known and on a national scale. So I think really just exposure and um, also if it opens up future speaking opportunities or emceeing opportunities or stuff like that, I think those are all really interesting um, uh, other paths that this could go as well.
1: Yeah. There's something exciting to me about the uh, the audio format too, the fact that it's that it is so lo fi. I mean, here we are. I'm I'm sitting in my office and I'm on my iPhone and I, you know, as I told you, full disclosure to all your listeners, I did not shower <laughs> before this call. But, you know, we just hop on the phone and we're gonna have an interesting discussion and then there's going to be a living piece of content afterwards, you know, provided that you and I are Interesting people, which I think we are. Um, you know, I, I love that it, it has that quality of intimacy and immediacy, and that it's just so headlong. Um, so I wonder if that was like part of the appeal for you that that. Um, and it, it kind of speaks to something that you you and I had uh, pinged back and forth on email about. So how much preparation do you like to do, or do you like to go in and kind of have a, you know, an encounter with someone you really don't know but kind of have heard is cool.
0: Yeah, I I would say at the very least I'm I'm typically talking to somebody that I have at least a, a distant view of who they are and what they're up to. So I always right, try you to have catch set it up, up. Otherwise, right, right, <laughs> right. Like, hey, some random guy said you should talk to Bob. So yeah, okay, I'll yeah, interview Bob, the bed, designer. Sure.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Going back to your Twitter feed for a second. So so uh, this reminds me of another thing I was curious about, which is the whole business of you know where a podcast fits in in a design firm such as yours in your, your marketing plan, like why you're making time to do this. And, uh, and you, you suggested something with your Twitter feed that this is a, this is a way to, uh, everybody's got a Twitter feed and you are looking for ways to, to sort of get stuff out there. So, so really thoughtful pull quotes from different podcasts with prominent people is for sure something I'm likely to want to check out if I'm following you on Twitter. But, uh, but talk to me a little bit about how you decided, okay, like, we're going to make time to do this. We're going to do it this, with this frequency or cadence, um, you know, this is where it's going to fit into our overall marketing plan. I mean, how's that for an essay question, (laughs) marketing, talk, go distribution, go.
0: (laughs) I think that could be the whole 40 minute interview right there. Just that answer. So I'll, I'll try to wrap it up quickly, but, um, I got the wild idea that we were going to do this, um, literally over a year ago. And I bought all the equipment and had everything ready to go. And And I was talking to uh, Tim, our digital marketing guy, and he said, no, you can't start yet. <laughs> Which is a strange thing for somebody to tell their boss within the first month or two of working for them. But um, he was like, no, 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 we're, we're not ready. And here's all the other things that I think we need to do first. We need to better build up how we're doing email. We need to get a better handle on social. We need to get a better handle on all these other pieces. And when we're ready to do this, let's do this absolutely the right way. And we're going to learn stuff and probably screw up anyhow, but, but let's be as prepared as possible to launch the show and promote the show. And I'm, and I'm really glad he encouraged me to, to pull the handbrake. We had something like eight shows in the can recorded and edited before we launched the first one so that we could, you know, come at the market with a whole bunch at once and and try to get a lot of listeners and keep a lot of listeners. I think there's nothing worse than you subscribe to a podcast that's got one or two episodes and then, you know, you wait and you wait and you wait and the next episode never comes. And I think that's really disappointing. So it kind of forced us to prove to ourselves that we were going to keep it up to keep going with the show. And, uh, you know, before it ever even goes live, we had to kind of commit to what the long view was.
1: So you, so you put together eight episodes and did you release them as a season or did you uh, say, okay, like this will get us through the first eight weeks or, you know, how did you use that, that collection?
0: That is still a, still a question in my head. We haven't used the S word yet. We haven't told anybody this is just season one or anything, but I, I would think at some point in time, maybe if we're. 18 or 24 episodes in, we're going to go, okay, that was season one. And now, now we're going to determine when season two starts. Um, But, but yeah, we, we released, I think either four or five episodes in the first week, just so it was kind of rapid fire. And if you liked it, you could get more right away. And then for the next few weeks, we did two a week. And then after that, we moved to the weekly format. And, and part of that strategy was, um, you know, the Apple iTunes algorithm is, it's kind of like Google. Nobody really knows what makes it tick, but but people have ideas. And and one of those is total number of downloads is one of the things that drives their new and noteworthy section. So we were able to make uh top 10 of new and noteworthy in the arts section of new and noteworthy. And we made maybe top 10, if not pretty close to it in the business section as well. Um, when you make that front page new and noteworthy <laughs> in iTunes, that's when you get like You know, fifty thousand downloads or something kind of crazy. Where, where we're, I think we're hovering right around six right now. So, as of the airtime of this, we might be close to seven or eight, but still really good momentum for our first month and a half.
1: So, the number of so more episodes potentially is going to drive downloads. Or, I'm I'm trying to sort of do the math between the the episodes.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy. So, if you can get enough attention in and of yourself to where it hits it trips Apple's radar then they will help promote you in one of their featured sections so if you end up on on a lower down the, the rung featured section you're going to start getting more downloads so if if that multiplies then you've got the opportunity to make that that uh, iTunes homepage
1: so talk to me like I'm a real idiot because I am. I'm uh, <laughs> saying that on your podcast. Uh, so you so you get yourself listed. You make this thing, this collection of great stuff. You list it on iTunes. There are all these other um, podcast distribution networks like Stitcher, and I mean I've heard all these names, and I sort of I'm sort of like the 58 year old guy at the startup who's like, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh, Stitcher, like I don't know what that is, <laughs> you know. So what other distribution aspects of this, uh, you know, are important?
0: Oh yeah. So we, we use a service called Libsyn, which stands for liberated syndication. Um, so that's literally where we upload the podcast. We save the the physical file there or push it up to the cloud or whatever. And we put in all the show notes and the title and the album artwork and all that stuff lives in Libsyn where iTunes and all those other services are just aggregators. So we, we tell iTunes, Hey, we've got a new podcast. It's under my name here's the URL for the feed. And it's just sort of like a blog. So it's like an RSS feed. So when we post a new file to Libsyn, mm-hmm. Apple receives the feed and they know, oh, new show. So that's what uh, prompts that that new show to show up in iTunes as well. Okay, okay. And all those other services are similar. So Stitcher and SoundCloud and all those are kind of variations on the same thing that you could either, some of them are ones that you host on, such as Libsyn and some most of them are probably aggregators as well.
1: I see. So so it's a question of reaching out to all those different platforms, mm-hmm. as many as you think makes sense, and saying, Hey, I've got this great show. Um, you can hook up to me this way and and okay, and that would broaden your distribution for there from there. Interesting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it, it just gives you um, you know, more more avenues and uh like anything else, you know, not everybody is on Twitter or not everybody is on the Apple iTunes podcast app so just giving people additional options is always a nice way to connect with more people.
1: Yeah, it it yeah, it is really interesting as as there's this huge explosion of content to to realize well the mix is not right not the same for everyone, you know, the right mix of what, who your audience actually what they're actually consuming is dif- different for different types of businesses. Um, even for probably different businesses within design, so I wonder if you can talk to me about the person who is the the podcast person who is a designer. Are they these these people walking around with earbuds in their head all the time, or uh, you know, give me give me a, give me a picture. They have a beard.
0: <laughs> I mean, that guy might just be listening to Taylor Swift.
1: Tell the story, That's true. That's true. He's just, yeah. Yeah. He's got that, <laughs> that right. well styled beard, but underneath. That's right. He's bubblegum all the way. No, I mean, I just, I was curious, like, where do, where do you think this fits in people's day? Like, I know for myself, I listen to podcasts the way I listen to radio. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, in the car, washing dishes, you know, uh, brushing my teeth. Like, it's time where I can't use my hands to, you know, my hands are busy with something else, but I, I want to sort of fill my head with something.
0: Yeah. And I I think that's such an ideal, you know, I'm a Gen Xer, so I'm kind of the same way. It's like everywhere I used to use radio. Now I use podcasts, but, um, I think that's such an ideal way to consume audio are the places where you're supposed to be doing something else. So you're supposed to be driving, you're supposed to be working, you're supposed to be working out or riding your bicycle or whatever it is where, where you can, you can truly consume and truly multitask at the same time as opposed to when you're having a conversation with somebody, you can't really be listening to a podcast. So it's, it's just one of those mediums that it doesn't require your full attention. It doesn't require that you stop driving to listen It doesn't require that you stop lifting weights. So it's a really great way to, um, whether it's for entertainment or education or somewhere in between, I think it's a great way to, to be able to knock out two things at once.
1: So where, uh, I mean, is there something absurd or awesome that you would like to do with this podcast that you have yet to figure out, uh, how to do, or, you know, give me, give me, give me a hit of the future.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. I mean, there's definitely, um, more people that I want to want to interview and I've got kind of a short list in the back of my head of, of people we want to reach out to. Um. Actually, in particular, Von Glitchka said, "Hey, you need to reach out to Neville Brody, who I I thought was just the coolest when I was in design school in the late '90s." And uh, I haven't yet figured out how to reach this guy. So, if any of my listeners know how to get a hold of Neville Brody, so that's your that's your job. Tweet it, at obsessed show, and we'll we'll get Neville on here because I think he's killer. Um, I think it'd be really fun to do like part of a design conference to do like a do a live taping. I think that would be a really, a really fun thing. And, you know, ultimately where this grows, I don't, I don't know, but I, I've really loved, um, just getting started with it. And, and I love having conversations with people who are smarter than me and, and to kind of glean everything I can from talking to them.
1: All right. All right. Well, I've enjoyed it. I've had a great, great time and I've learned a lot of things. So, so really appreciate you making this time. And, uh, I'm, I'm already feeling a little more obsessed with design, which I didn't think was possible before. It might not be healthy.
0: (laughs) That is fantastic. Well, with that, Hey Jude. Hey Josh, thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you for being obsessed with design. Okay, folks, because this was a super secret episode that we worked into the schedule, we'll probably have other episodes after this one where I tell you what the show number is, and it's going to be wrong, but this one is actually number 20, and it's Memorial Day weekend in Indianapolis, so I hope you caught some of the race of the Indy Five Hundred. Also, be sure to read the continuation of our conversation on the AIGA blog. Like I mentioned earlier, there will be two articles in total on design podcasts where we get a mention. So look out for both of those. I believe one of them is going to be all about design of podcasts that you may or may not have heard of. So as it turns out, maybe you've heard of this one. So be sure to look out for both of those articles and do Jude a favor and share her posts on all of your favorite social networks. Again, that's ondesign.aiga.org. Be sure to hit up our website, ObsessedShow.com, for all of today's show notes. And hit us up on iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to help other people find the show. Obsessed with Design is a product of the Design Obsessed team at Miles Herndon, a branding agency located on the 13th floor of beautiful Circle Tower in downtown Indianapolis. Hit us up on our Instagram this week if you haven't yet. We are at Miles Herndon on Instagram. We have some awesome interviews coming up in the next few weeks, so be sure and stay tuned. And if you have any thoughts on who you think we should interview next, please tweet to me at Josh Miles on Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.